May 30th, 2010 is the Watt from Pedro show.
God. Look around you. The apocalypse has arrived in increments. Who starred in that movie Death and played the chronic blues when untrust leaves began to flirt and fall in wayward carpets in the full moon snail paths veer to the west? A cameo of tree roots grown around a stone Helpless in secret form of unyielding might, creation lets us duplicate ourselves through the eons of blood and science, synchronized neon and dashboard lights in pirouettes of electric life. There's no way out of the brain. It's an Escher walnut. Some blow it out. Others take up religion, drugs, the arts, and zen. Watt from Pedro Show, uh, May 30, 2010, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday in Pedro. Uh, I'm by myself. I'm in my pad. No, I'm actually not by myself because uh, via the magic of Skype, my guest uh, today is Miss Peek, who's coming to us live from Thailand. Hello? Yeah, we've got some kind of <laughs> buzzing because... Um, she has a problem with the fan on her pewter. Bangkok heat. And, uh, yeah, you folks should be aware that Bangkok is not the most cool of places, especially coming up on June, huh? What is it? Right. Rainy season? Uh, starting to be, yes. So, uh, and uh, <coughs> her Mac purse has two fans, and one of them's kind of, it hadn't been working for a while now because she has to do this show of course it decided to try to work but it's kind of that, that when you hear this business sound that's what you're hearing and it's it's right on board the pewter and she has to use it to uh, speak with me so please bear with uh, but uh, maybe the audio, audio quality doesn't have to take precedence over the intellectual quality of this right. visit Right, You're laughing. I should say what we started with, huh? It was, of course, John Coltrane with Serenity. And then we heard Look Around by Charles Plumel. Uh, Serenity. Now in Bangkok, you have Serenity? I was just hearing sirens a little while ago. Uh, yeah, it happens about once or twice every night. But it's a lot calmer it's been. Oh yeah, it's it's near normal now. It's uh, simmering. Uh, I mean, clean up. It's kind of, it's cleaned up, um, and it's a lot of um, it's a lot of of um, efforts to regain the the country's image, and they're doing a lot of PR to bring uh, and, uh yeah. tourists back. Yeah. Well, and foreign in, investment and monies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But which I kind of have a serious issue with. The for investment, not the tourists. Well, it's, 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 yeah, sure, it is a legitimate concern about about what's kind of economic um, um, reason, but but everything that they ever talked about as far as, like, what is, what, what, 
what the effect of this this whole thing is happening is more like oh what how how are how are we being seen to other people what is our it's image how like, yeah it's are almost we, like wait are you why not talk about what's going on instead of how we are being seen as the like, situation had underlying reasons and causes that won't go away with just a public image, uh, a car wash or something. Yeah. If they're not addressed, you think they'll come back. Now, you've been in the country now six months, right? Yes. And I remember we talked maybe a month or two. You were a guest on the show. Mm-hmm. After you arrived there, and none of this stuff was happening. So, Not but, yet. You yeah, know, it right. Was, it was kind of. It um, was simmering was underneath. Snowball. Yeah, snowball was being built. Yeah. <laughs> but in between yeah. the two times we've talked, a lot has happened. Yeah. And everyone knows that's, you know, had any kind of news because it was big, big, big news. I think one yeah. of the things, I mean, talking to people about it, not Thai people, but outside people like me is this idea of Thai people being the happy people. Right. Even though there's been a lot of coups and changes of government, not so democratic over the years, for some reason, this one here really uh, grabbed people like these are the happy people and they're not very happy. Right. Uh, there's a lot of reasons for that. But um, on, one, on one hand, you hear a lot of people not wanting to assume the worst because we believed uh, collectively that no matter what happened, it couldn't be that bad. You know, so people were sitting on the problems for a long time. Like somehow and, it'll work out. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a super passive <laughs> culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you kind of step over each other's feelings. But at the same time, there's some other issues at work and nobody really have a finger on it. Um, I, I kind of occasionally went to look around and what's going on, and I knew it was something different this time, but I, I also couldn't tell what what was going on, but I knew the new thing about it, it was like all kinds of hate speech that being, being instilled into these um, people who have legitimate problems uh, from home. You know, and they have no other choice except to go towards anger for uh, building up for revolution and everything because they've started to believe in the cause. And so it's almost like not surprising to me things come to a blow. You mean the last time when you were in Thailand before, you didn't hear these things? No, no, not such a language, not such organization and it's very curious like you know people are super um, um, gullible here um, they are really lashing on to to something to believe in and um, yeah you, it's it's you mean like then, a show, uh, easy answer yeah easy answer and so they grab onto this model of new democracy and nobody really sat down and discussed in detail what does it look like if you want this what does it look like you know um, you want the solution of the government and then what what is your competing policy and um, what will you you replace it with 
Exactly. So, yeah. So this is, uh, you, you have a suspicion that maybe there was some organization of this. It wasn't as all such grassroots. Maybe the former prime minister. Yeah. Right. There's many groups involved and people don't really break it down. And this is another thing that uh, frustrates me about Thai people. It's like when you argue about um, the demand, right? Just simple as what the reds are demanding. I'm like, wait a second. You mean the red, the red shirt? The red shirt. The red shirts, yeah. yeah. And it's like, wait a second. Can you even identify what the reds are and what they stand for and the issues and it's like there's so many groups that um, join together for a common cause, which is like common enemy, you know, and it, and it attacks the other side with with you, like you were asking bring, you were asking uh, red shirt people this or red well, shirt I, supporters. I wouldn't engage with anyone politically. I only want to listen what they want. Yeah, that's why I'm saying you were asking. Yeah, I ask everyone I can. Everywhere I go. Well, what about yellow shirt people? Did you ask them? Uh, I I didn't come across any because they stay really quiet uh, if there's any. But I did come across with, you know, some of my old friends were like just announced like, I'm so yellow. Uh, It's because of, uh, you know, in in opposition of what's going on. But it's still like this whole shirt color thing I still don't get. It's like, really? You really need a color? (laughs) To, to like try to simplify your issues because things are not simple. No, but are, are the, would you would you say that there was any legitimate a grievance from these oh, red yeah. shirt people? Oh yeah, absolutely. They come from. Um, uh, you're from the country, right? Your people. Um, I kind of mix. Um, um, you know, I came from a well, okay family in the poor part of um, you know non Bangkok is considered poor. <laughs> north uh, North part? Yeah, anywhere else. Uh, maybe not the southern so much, but that's still foreign investments. But local people outside of Bangkok, basically, um, but the red shirts are pretty much sort of most likely you can assume north and northeastern people. Yeah. Uh, Which is kind really of farm. Like farming. Yeah, and, yeah, farm people. Uh, yeah. And yellow shirt people maybe more of the town, Bangkok? Yeah, it's a little bit more elitist or okay. educated yeah. or um, upper class. So you and can identify then maybe have a background in North with some of these folks? Mm-hmm. Red shirt so folks? Only because in my background, I, uh, on my personal adventure as a teenager here, yeah. I was, um, because the I have mentioned in the past on your show about the the certain music that you know um, is revolutionary Thai music that um, was uh, more in line with um, with the sympathizing of uh, poor, um, and that's it's called songs for life, and it's a whole other subculture that from I the adapted se- to from the seventies. Um, yeah, it started from the 70s. Kind of folk um, uh, traditions, some? Um. Yeah, a uh, little folk, a little more country folk kind of, uh, you know, the, the the leaders in this kind of music modeled themselves out of Bob Dylan. And yeah, 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 yeah. So singer-songwriter, guitar, yeah, yeah. you know. 
and they go around in different places and sing to poor people for you know for their cause. Uh, Woody always, Guthrie. Mm-hmm. Country and no, uh, Woody Woody Guthrie. Yes, Woody Guthrie. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but um, so I, you know, since I was young, I was a, a bit more aware of the hardship uh, through this kind of music, and it was kind of became my my concern. I, although I, you know, I wish I'd done more, but I don't know. Um, you were young. Yeah, I was 13. <laughs> <laughs> I was for it. <laughs> like, I went out with them and, like, yeah. with university students and reached right. out to... But these people from the 70s, did they have a place in this, what just happened in the last couple of months? Oh, yeah. It's, you know, it's every single thing. It's so interesting to me because it turned out to be something else. People grab onto something for a certain cause, you know? Yeah. Like... This time, uh, of course, they used the music, um, some music, not all of them, to to further their cause. You know, like just whatever that works um, into the gimmicky campaign or PR or advertising campaign or u- unity of the people. The poor always get crap, kind of thing. Yeah. And and there's a, definitely a certain sentiment. There, certainly, the style, like the clothing style, is, has that. It's coming from that kind of, 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 of music culture on onwards from there to militancy because uh, because um, because this music also kind of have a um, tinges of Che Guevara um, uh, thing going on and so there's a lot of Che Guevara's images being used in this whole rape movement too. Yeah. It's like, and they call it class war and all that stuff. But you know, walking around into the protest area, which they took over this fancy uh, commerce area, is you can't not notice the the fancy projector every two hundred feet or even fifty feet. Every fifty feet, there's projectors. There's sound system that is like. <laughs> it's unbelievable, and um, the stage is all fancy, but but everything is decked out with bamboos and tires, and it's almost like it was staged. And wow. I can see this, <laughs> yeah. but the people feel like they organize themselves. But like, no, somebody organized for you. You just fill in a role where they want where they want you to be. Yeah. And these are the models. These are the, the signs. These are the campaigns you put it over. Did and a lot of with that? Did a lot of people they, they, come in from the country? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Some, now how how were they brought in? Did they come on their own? Um, some are paid. I, I'm pretty sure, but it doesn't really need much. You just need to get the ball rolling. Like I said, yeah. it's a snowball being okay. built. And once you get the sentiment going, of course, there's anger or, or, you, or like togetherness enough for people to go like, yeah, yeah I'm for this cause. I'm going to go there. I'm going to go to Bangkok. And, and there's free food everywhere, free water everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, facility was, was given and, you know, it was it was well organized. And it was like, to me, to me like, I could live there. Yeah. Like, you know. So, so you're, um, you're skeptical of this red shirt movement. Um, it's who's behind it? 
Are you skeptical? Yeah, what about the yellow side? Are you skeptical? The yellow side, I haven't learned much about, but but there's also a disconnect. Like people who are yellow seem to not understand the the uh, why it is that people would be so pissed, you know. Um, and they kept saying like they, it, which is also true. They don't understand exactly what the problem is. Like they don't, they don't. They don't know the. There's poverty in the north. They have no. Well, they, they do, but they don't. Uh, they don't accept the accusation that that the government currently is um, is responsible. Not legit, uh, legitimate. Ah. So. So. Um, well, is that is that government? Because, that, it's probably their man. <laughs> no. Well, you know, yeah, 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 <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> You wouldn't but, you wouldn't call the guy in office right? What's his name? A pissant. Yeah, you wouldn't call him uh, uh, neutral, would you? Would you, would you say he so, was kind of pro? He has his, from what I noticed, he just has his own thing going. He's he does. He's not a yellow shirt fun. man. He's not a yellow he's, shirt man. At least he's trying not to look like it. <laughs> yeah. But what's your suspicion? Okay, I'll tell you things. So something always remains true, no matter who it is or how bad or good. Yeah. It's like people who's in the power will want to keep the power for whatever cause. And his his entire um, entire tactic is about looking good and not looking like he's too heavy-handed or too light-handed, and he just wants to keep the power. I mean, for better words, he's doing his administration is Obama style. All right. And in fact, he probably got elected, well, not by the people, but by the, um, uh, the uh, representative uh, who voted him in. Um, it's because of Obama's wave. Uh, Obama was represent new, young, you know, not supposed to be politics as usual, a little inexperienced or whatever, but he's sort of good-looking, well-educated, and well-qualified on paper. So this guy kind of rolled in with that, too. Well, this guy rolled in because the army got rid of the guy before. Well, this is many folds over. Like, um, there was already two elections. Yeah. Right? And they got delegitimized because the, whatever, the, the two elections, the red whatever what it was, the red ish had won and the last um and it um got disqualified and such. Yeah. So um this one just came in power by votes of uh, representatives of different uh now, parties. The guy before, Mr Thanskin, he claims he is not head of the red. Oh yeah, of course, because you don't want to be responsible for what they. <laughs> but you think his money's is involved? Some, yeah, and you know, you know, I'm saying all this, and I have also talked to a lot of people enough to kind of hear other things about like there's like the more you unfold, the more there is to be unfold. Yeah, but, you know, it's a tangle web. You, tangle web is it, weaved. Yeah, and the. You know, there's a lot of accusation. There's a lot of heavy, you know, like this. Yeah, this borderline mobster mafia crap going on like for centuries or something with like including the royal families. Uh, different. But, uh, Mr. Uh, Thanskin's uh, uh, 
Mr. Thanskin's past. He he's from the north, right? Thanskin. Thanskin. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's uh, the first prime minister that wasn't from Bangkok. Yeah, so maybe there could be an identification just on that. Sure, of course. Yeah. But his family's always been rich. Um, well, his parents got rich, so he's always been rich. And um, and he, he practically a, a brilliant capitalist, and he has done well. And then together with actually the elitist system, he actually capitalized on that and made right. a lot of money. The system that's uh, under attack now. Yeah. And we should see, you know, like the, the buildings that were being burned, that got burned. And it's, like, it's, it's, it's almost like every other building. And why is that? Because this is, again, go back to the mafia within the group. They would just point out which buildings to go burn because yeah. that is their comp- competitor. Right, <laughs> so right. It's just really Rival. Silliness. Rival. Yeah. And there's always business rivalries going on. There's political rivalries. There's yeah. mob rivalries in there. And, and then you got an element of foreign fighters that nobody talked about because there's no confirmation. No, I didn't but know about this. Yeah, absolutely. There's like. Definitely, there's like so-called neighbor countries that would want nothing more than the collapse of the uh, the Thai uh, nation. You know, so you got many likely insurgency coming in and start shooting or doing oh. whatever just to destroy. You know, just just piggyback on the problems and make it worse. Oh. Um, there's a lot of suspicion because. Um, Cambodian don't like us. Burma, Burma well, there like was us. this uh, argument over a temple on the border, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When was, you, know, you know what? Know. That problem that problem was happening right when you moved, because yeah, the, I think this boss coincidentally was, he was using, working for the Cambodian government. Yeah, right? it was interesting <laughs> how there was implications. And you said, you told me yourself, you thought some nationalism was being stirred using this issue to oh, stir yeah. up some... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's always, well, nationalism has always been here. And this is also another thing I'm, 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 I'm having a little head turn about because, like, I'm, I'm sitting around and talking about it and, I, and every political term that I'm using is only resemble conservatism here. Like, I'm like, you know, nationalism, like, Soldiers, yeah. law and order, and curfews, and yeah. heavier, heavier handling of the rioters, and I'm like, it sounds very conservative to me. But it's like, there's only way this country can stay autonomous. You know, it's, it's just, yeah. But uh, speak at the beginning. You said that the problems really have to be addressed. It's not just right. about control of 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 the right. acute situation because there's problems. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the same problem it's always ever been. And then, then the sad part is like the poor people this time got wrangled into uh, losing their lives, supposedly, if, if we know who they are, you know, um, losing their lives over the same upper class elitist fight over yeah. power. Yeah. You know, um, either Pu- way, they get used. Puppet show. Yeah. Isn't there an old Thai tradition of puppet shows? It's very famous, there isn't is it? Too. <laughs> right? They're very famous. Right. I've seen them. There was an exhibition uh, at one of the airports I was in. They were <laughs> very <laughs> elaborate. 
construction of it yeah yeah and the, amazing yeah and also the there's a whole culture of, of the craft and the art yeah very very intricate mm-hmm. stuff and um it only reminds me of how you know the more I, I stay here the more i feel like okay like the, on the surface you see a bunch of smiley face people easygoing hanging around you know having easy life but really the entire culture has been a long history of complicated different folding and things behind doors and you know which sometimes you can call it corruption sometimes you call friends helping friends and you know different circles and different level of circles it's just insane you know yeah yeah no wonder you people everybody always just wants to be the most connected and the most uh well off and the most powerful because that's how you thrive in this country on the other side, it feeds frustration to the disenfranchised, yeah. though. Yeah. Exactly, and that's that's why I see the, the, the legitimate concerns are there. Like, what can you do if the police start abusing you all the time? Yeah, right. If you don't have any connection, you just right. suck it up, you know? Yeah. And I see unhappiness when I see... I, get, I got pulled over once in a motorcycle, and uh, we both were just sitting there and waiting for something... <laughs> And I can feel that the, the motorcycle guy was just like, he's like this. He's like this. Police just waiting for a bribe. Just waiting for a bribe. And I was just like, you know, kind of like, use my tactic of stupid my way out of it. It's like, I don't know what's going on. I just tried to go over there. Because he, he couldn't say anything, <laughs> but it's implied, hey, if you want out yeah. of this situation, yeah. pay up. Yeah. 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 So I just like, I don't know. And then he... And he couldn't let us go like that fast because it doesn't look good to his other police guy. Yeah, right. So, uh, but a few minutes later, he let us go. It's just like go. <laughs> so. So you dodged the yeah, money bullet. I still don't know why. I mean, I don't know why he got pulled over. He's just like they just want bribes. <laughs> yeah. <like>, no. <laughs> so that's not an atmosphere for people being happy. Um. Yeah, it's supposed to be accepting of like whatever comes to you. Like, oh, that's just the way it is. A little. I, I want to play some time music, but then I want to get uh, get back and ask you about uh, Western media representation of this situation. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, my God. 
ตัวดำตัวดำลองมาเช็คอินสคัมสคัมสคัมคืนนี้คิวผมนายาวเป็นปีทาสำรองเด็กตอนนี้โปรโมชั่นไม่อันตลอดวันตลอดปีสิบหายยกสิบหกยันยันกำลังดีเกิน30พีไม่รับพีไม่ทับเส้นเล็กเส้นใหญ่ไม่กินพี่กินแต่เส้นนี้ยังมาแค่ว่าพี่เป็นคนนาโอตาเดียวมันกดเขียวมันเลี้ยวลดมันซอกซอนมันชนไทยเข้าไปในหมดลูกตัวไม่เล็กไม่ใหญ่ตัวมันไร้กระดูกเลยไปลีมาตามมันลายหน้ามันไล่กระจุดรักของพี่มีลายแบบมีลายสูงสุดยอดสุดยอดแล้วพี่นั้นมันโคตรจะโซกกูเสียงคลื่นสาดสัดเป็นเกลียวเกลียวกระจาย
ครั้งเหมือนมีพลังให้เกิดรักได้ชวนกันไปเดินหาดทรายความรักเกิดได้ไม่รู้ตัวแม่สาดสัดเป็นเกลียวเกลียวกระจาย
wanna be our friends So they can cruise down to Posh Park Residence All the girls around town wanna copy our style All the boys in the hood say we are super fly Don't underestimate the power of the diet pills We like to set it straight, we got the look that kills Don't underestimate the power of the diet pills We like to set it straight, we got the look that kills Watch from Pedro show. Uh, we we have some better sound now. Uh, Miss Peak fixed her. Fa- I should probably broke it. Would you take a hammer to it? That's right. <laughs> but uh, we we don't have that annoying buzz. Uh, we did play some time music. Uh, Curry boy by Pork Shop Boy. Tale, T A L A E. Tale. Tale. Okay. Tale by uh, Try. Boom, means uh, the sea. Ratna. It means the sea? Tale, yeah. Like ocean? Okay. Ocean. Uh, Battle Hymn of the Ghost Republic by Ghost Story. And finally, Don't Underestimate the Diet Pill. Don't Underestimate the Diet Pill by, mm-hmm. of course, the Diet Pills. And, uh, I mean, we were going to talk about some Western thing of the media, but first I'd like to speak about hearing this music here in... I mean, I like the way the pork shop boy uh, spoke in Thai and stuff, but the the way they assimilate the uh, foreign or farang music uh, uh, styles mm. is, is is so intense. I mean, it's not just Thailand. I've heard this in a lot of uh, I don't know what you call emerging. It's it's funny to call these other lands emerging because they were all here before the U.S. <laughs> long, long before. So it's. I know. Yeah, I just t- thought about this. Okay, this, I just thought yeah. about it. Um, this one point where the when I lived in the U.S., everything is about the U.S. Like yeah. you know, like self-obsessed. Yeah. And now I moved here. It's it's like it's about everything else but itself. <laughs> like how how every how itself is being seen, not how itself is. You know. And feels. Yeah, and then they use like this music uh, format and frames to put little Thai things underneath. Maybe some language, maybe some. But it's still like this part of the whole disconnection between the classes, the riches and the poor, whatever. That's if you know of um, a Western format, you are better off. You are cooler. You are more successful. And you're more popular, and it feeds on itself. You know, like you do it, and people buy it. Right. Whereas, if you have something from the tradition, you're from. Oh, that's over. That's old yeah, news. It's two things. Yeah. Well, tradition is either old-fashioned or it's yeah. done for tourism. Oh yeah, kit, <laughs> kitsch. Yeah. 
So there are a lot of programs to like promote those things, but I still it's still a little pushing it. Like yeah, you know, you 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 want to promote something, but not understanding the history of it. You just want it to look good. Yeah, like Disneyland ride. <laughs> yeah, and and that's why it's like everything is about tourism and foreigns. You know, like those, then goes back to your uh, question about the foreign uh, media covering the event. Do they have a word? Is, 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 speak. Do they have a word yet for those uh, events? Has it been called anything? No. Doesn't have no. like a name, a catchword, and a branding yet. Not yet. The days uh, of rage or mob. <laughs> the mob days. <laughs> yeah. How it's long? Been called mob for a long time. How long? Uh, how long did it last? Six weeks. Uh, oh, the whole thing is uh, started. Later April, I mean, sorry, February. Um, That's so right. It was, it was two or three months. It's, it's, it got heated. I mean, it started, yeah, like February, March, but it got it got one crash on April 10. That was like, uh, I think 20 people died. Right, something. right. Um, so six weeks that, of uh, very intense. Yeah, and then, you know, all those people were martyred and used... And paraded around. There's a lot of pictures of their like mutilated bodies, um, wow. over and over in around campsite. Um, and they use the number, you know, twenty-two or whatever as like part of their cause. With even though almost half of those were soldiers, it's really crazy. Like, like well, there were soldiers, talk- but they were Thai people, so. Yeah, exactly. So I'm talking in random here, but part of the things I also uh, notice is that that's one sentiment. Like the soldiers really are are tied first. Like everybody's yeah. tied first. Of course. But but the whole campaign is trying to uh, grab onto this symbolism of red against yellow and yeah, yeah. protester against soldiers. Even though like it's a well known fact that some of the soldiers were red, and they call they even have a nickname. They call them watermelons. Watermelon. Green on the outside, red on the inside. Ah. So, yeah, there's some soldiers, like, they're trying, you know, they Well, wasn't one be, faction boss an ex-general? He was an ex-policeman. Okay. So, and, and, and word on the street is that, like, two-thirds of the police force is with him. That's why that's why there was such a difficulty organizing some kind of police or uh, military actions because they you, they didn't know who's with who, and then the police and so and the, the army itself kind of in itself uh, autonomous enough to like can just don't can just choose to not do a thing if they want to. Right. You know, prime minister can't do anything about it. The general is not ordering. There's there's also rivalry between the police and the uh, army? Well, they never really against each other. Usually they just like sidestep each other. You know, they don't want to uh, intrude. (laughs) Each has their own territory. It's not even territory. Yeah, mental territory. Yeah, I'm not talking physical. uh, (laughs) Like turf. Yeah, that um, they were, but it, it's not. Yeah, but it's not so cut and clear. Usually, there was a, a while back. Um, there was a oh, this is such complicated little long history. But there was a, a blue shirt 
that was built up by uh, de, de facto from the red shirts, right hand man, he turned yellow uh, <laughs> and then he suspectedly started a blue shirt group which is supposed to be like for government or something, I don't know what blue shirts were for, but underlining is supposed to be a military personnel in the high ranking that if they show up, the police within the red need to step aside, which is, ah. you know, it's, it's silly. Well, what happened was this uh, red shirt faction guy was assassinated. Oh, he was a rogue general. That's who I'm um, talking about. Yeah, he's many. Yeah, he wasn't the general. You know, he's one. He was one, one who, uh, kind of a rebel or something. Yeah, he's actually one of the first guy who I heard having used such strong um, opinions about. It was in, okay. The whole thing started because the, uh, this time is because the, the court handed uh, order down for a seizure of the asset of <clears throat> this former prime minister in the billion of baht. Like seventy-five billion or something, which is like I don't know, two billion dollars, something like that. Um, which is only a fraction of his uh, his his money, and um, for for corruption charges and um, whatnot. But um, so this whole organization, uh, the Red Shirt protest organization, was because of that. Uh, and and he, I mean, Tuxin even came out and said that you can, you can take a man's money but you can't dishonor him or something and this is war or whatnot and then then that's the first time I heard of this general guy who was like ha hanging out in the south and said I'm training a paramilitary uh, group to take you know to teach you like what it's like and this is going to be a revolution and all these hard words and I'm like oh who is this guy <laughs> wow so that's the first I heard of him was back in February um, and so I don't know if I'm going to get like, you know, shot for saying this rumor, but <laughs> there's all kinds of other underlining, uh, gangster mafia stuff supposedly going on where like all these people, um, are entangled in some kind of, um, um, uh, how do I call it? Black market business. Yeah. And, um, all this gen general included and um, uh, and other people who are supposed to do toxins bidding and if they're not their family would be harmed um, this is also another possibility of, of what happened as far as a like, sniper could have taken him out because uh, they needed to round up uh, um, to wind up the, the crowd uh, ah. I don't know I mean this is just you know, it's almost like an old Kung Fu Chinese story of like a secret plots and plans and conspiracy stuff. Like nobody will ever find out. Nobody. And no. this is something that I find unique about Thailand too, that you can probably track down a lot of tr uh, drug transition pretty easily because of because uh, it sets up that way. But if you want to track down murders and assassination, you never go anywhere. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, it's so complicated. There's like everybody have multiple enemies, you know. And yeah, right. Everybody can be killed for a number of reasons, um, and that's including like you know when you go rioting and then some guy get killed. It could just be some dude that didn't like his face, and yeah. this took the opportunity 
you know. But I'm just saying, like, you know, it's possible, but um, but who knows? And that's that's what it comes down to. Like, I read a lot of uh, analysts and and intellectuals and. And different people have different opinions, but one thing they kind of starting to admit is like nobody really freaking knows what like what is what isn't. These are Thai writers. These are Thai people, yeah. yeah. And I'm so glad I came here this long because I'm starting to read Thai very well again. I think yeah. <laughs> it's fascinating. Um, and even I talk to a lot of people who seemingly like a cultural. Uh, uh, critic and stuff. They they just kind of resorted to the fact that oh Thai people are just too easygoing to you know anything and it would be fine. It would be done. I mean it, it is kind of done. And I knew when the the a lot of people know when all the crap went down that it was gonna be done with all the city on fire and everything. Like you know that's the thing. You know like what went on. Uh, international media is like it looked like it's worse but at, but at that time the Bangkok people were pretty much like finally it's just going to just blow and be done with and so we were waiting for it to conclude and that was part of the conclusion it's like what can be worse and it's still even that you know it wasn't like a widespread attack it was very targeted and people know where not to be you know, it sucks for people who live in that area, absolutely. But like, you know, I live a couple miles from uh, the the one the nearest bomb that went off or fires, you know, that went off. But it's not no, it, I never for once felt threatened that it's going to come down here. And another thing I also noticed that if it's in any other cities, because of the police actions and and everything, is focused on the protest that the entire city would have been endangered from like small theft and and robberies and everything else, but it wasn't. Looting. You know, yeah, looting is just random. There were some looting, but it was limited to 7-Eleven, which is like everywhere here. <laughs> so okay. there was just a few that some small thugs that took opportunities to just take over some, you know, robbing, but they got caught. They were not, they weren't that smart. Those, okay. they, they got caught, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm all over the place with that one, but but yeah, um, Western media, <laughs> Western media was trying to read into a very very because complex you, situation. Yeah, you because you must have read on the internet and stuff outside reports. Yeah, and it's very it's very frustrating because like you know you can't because like um, Western media have <clears throat> have a very um, it's sort of style, the format is about telling a story of what caused what and where is it going on a situation where it has no idea of the history. No, and, or no context. And, and the context and the yeah. situation and the people, people at play and who's really involved and who really isn't involved. And they're trying to make news out of this madness because it's crazy looking. Yeah. And so they it's seemingly like it's like an ink blot test kind of like they just put on you know like somebody has to be a hero somebody has to be a bad guy yeah 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 and then they take sides and and who wins whoever that did the best PR and it was a very very heavy PR campaign on the red side part um, everything was written in English and it was you know at the campsite and it's still like it's given to you and. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. And how could you not know this? Okay, uh, have- look, we we got to continue because we're at the end of the first hour, May 30, 2010. Watt from Pedro Show, hold tight for hour two. May 30, 2010, it's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
no, no, surrender.
for Pedro Show. Uh, started the second hour off with uh, some contemporary music from Thailand that I found. Uh, I had asked Miss Peak to provide, but uh, she got uh, let down by some people. So I had to go search on my own to find some uh, contemporary. Uh, I found, uh, well, we started off the second hour with Nihilus Monkey Theory by the Eastbound Downers, then No Cuss, No Fight by Bangkok Massive Sound System, then Amplify Love by Notapol Sri Chom Kwan, and then finally Pen Pai Dai Nigai by, by Apartment Kumpa. Apartment Kumpa. 
So it's got, that's got to be a combination of an English and a Thai word there. Yeah. What's a yeah. kunpa? Kunpa, I think that's aunt. So apartment aunt. <laughs> Auntie, Auntie. Yeah. Oh, like aunt, like your uh, mother's sister. Your aunt, yeah. Or your or your father's sister. Oh, okay. Unless it said kunpa, which means dad. <laughs> Or it means dad. Somebody in the family lives in the apartment with you. Okay. Uh, Probably where it was recorded. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny reading the descriptions of the bands because they're all, you know, purport to speak of everything Thai and, you know, the experience, the traditions. Uh, But then when you hear the music, (laughs) it sounds... Like it could be from anywhere. Yeah, and I was um, uh, I was comparing this to a political situation as well. It's like you have you have a yeah. you have a country that have a strong you know uh, cultural history, but it, it it cannot make it sense of itself unless it puts a um, um, Western framework on it because it wants to be international. It wants to be part of a global yeah. uh, global. Um, movement and modernization you know he has brains it has skills but yeah. it doesn't know what to do with itself doesn't so know what he... clothes to wear <laughs> <laughs> what's that doesn't know what clothes to wear yeah yeah what, so what, what, uh, what, what, what should the uh, bass player re- be playing <laughs> hats and yeah. things to put on itself and, and figure that that is the solution you know but, you know, again, I'm, I want to tell you, I don't think it's particularly Thai. I remember, especially my first times going over to Japan, I would think mm-hmm. to myself, I wonder what a real uh, Japan young guy is like, because he's got these B-boy clothes on. And, uh, of course, he shouldn't be wearing a kimono and stuff, you know, some sure. just like I don't wear a George Washington powder wig and tights and <laughs> no or, or Davy Crockett. Leather, frilly leather. You know, I, I understand not wearing ancient clothes, okay? Sure. And ancient uh, kind of a pr- a representation. But why does modern mean uh, from U.S.? <laughs> because the media, right? The yeah, TV yeah, yeah, and the yeah. music and the super makeup pop stars. Yeah. If it's so popular, it must be good. <laughs> right. Movies, you know? Right, right. Uh, uh, some people, also, some people got very upset. You know, I got that djembe in the mail. I didn't even know what the fuck one? it was. No, oh, the, I'm okay. talking about the first one. Yeah, I have three the now. One. I have three now, but the original mm-hmm. one, yeah, the blue one. In Where fact, I think I think you were there the first time I wore it in front of people at a gig Probably, in the U.S. Yeah. It, it was in Hollywood. Yeah. Safari, Sam. And it really, it really fucked with people. Uh huh. Like, Especially you know, you. what's this about? What's this about? Why, why, why is that? Why are you in your pajamas? Yeah, right. <laughs> why are you <laughs> in pajamas? And one guy thought it because I had a beard at the time. I was doing dressing like Moses. A lot of people didn't even know it was from Japan. But then, if, if they did find that out, why would you wear their clothes? But then, so, so I'm thinking in my mind. So maybe I wasn't so weird that I uh, expected these young people in these other countries, hey, where are your real clothes? <laughs> no, but this clothes game is kind of a universal thing. 
Uh-huh. You know, what do we wear? And it was becoming, it makes more sense when you make your men wear them too. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make, I, I asked. <laughs> and they actually fucked yeah. it up because he wore underwear. You don't rock the djembe with you fucking don't. underwear on. <laughs> don't rock at all with underwear. <laughs> anyway, they were into it. But mm-hmm. yeah. all of a sudden, you know, it's us playing Halloween. We're wearing the costume, you know. But these guys, it's every day of their lives. Yeah. Or maybe they have they to. work clothes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if they wear the jimbei over there, it's being very traditional. And I wore it because it felt good. I like the way. They're very cool and comfortable. They don't handle sweat that well, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I was going to say. He's very much showing the sweat. <laughs> I but then, you know, it's part of like, I worked hard. I soaked, I soaked that thing, man. Wow. Nice. It's very comfortable. and uh, But... Uh, I actually wasn't even thinking about the context. I wasn't thinking, hey, do I look like fake uh, Japanese guy? <laughs> you know, I actually, it was very practical. I liked it. I liked the way it felt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know There's what? other you times. You can't this far for this long. I don't think people are going to think that you start faking it now. But you know what? <laughs> there are things I do for fashion, Miss Pete. I wear flannel. Um, yeah, I wear a flannel at a gig. That is not comfortable. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's very sweaty. I don't wear headbands. No. <laughs> Although it might help with the sweat in the eye, right? Yeah. But I do not wear them. Well, the day you do, just let me know. <laughs> Why? Then you call my band Lover Boy? That's what I think of. I think of that singer and Lover Boy with the headband on. Photographic evidence. Yeah, so... Deep Boom wore a headband sometimes, or like a bandana wrapped around his uh, forehead. Yeah, but, I think I've seen that. Yeah, but I, I, I just never had the nerve. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> I guess you have to be a guitar player to do that. You can't be a bass player and wear that. No. It's Last night I wore... I played in Long Beach, and I wore... Uh, um, a coat I found Raymond gave me 25, 27 years ago. I found it in my closet. Mm-hmm. Actually, I had the phone number from the Charlie from the plugs, the drummer of the plugs. I found a phone number in the pocket. Chalo. And you call it? And uh, no, I didn't call it, but I did wear the coat and I <laughs> got very sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so well, the point being is I don't do everything for practical reasons. Sometimes I am fashion person. <laughs> it is noted but the gym day I did mm-hmm. totally for practical reason I wasn't thinking of fashion but yet it made more of a statement it did it, it got people kind of wigged out some people got really tripped out on it like yeah. what do you mean like well, I was yeah. like I was making statement yeah you know sometimes people can just ready to be thrown into a blender a little bit uh, but you could like put on backwards baseball hat and b-boy clothes, hammer pants in Thailand, <laughs> and it would not be that big of a statement, right? <laughs> be almost status quo. Um, here, you mean? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just don't. 
I don't know. They just wear that stuff for each other. It's not like maybe because of my age, <laughs> I'm just jaded. Like, oh yeah, kids just you know doing that trend thing. What do you wear? Red uh, shirts. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's like red shirt is gonna be so out of fashion. For a long no, time. not red shirt. Rush shirt. Oh, rush. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, if I can find it. <laughs> No, you know what? One thing I can't figure out um, is a uh, stripper high heels that the Thai girls are wearing these days. They're big they high heels. Crazy high heels, and I'm like, the road is not made for these shoes for sure. <laughs> not that the shoes were made to be worn in the first place. <laughs> like, how do you even run into a bus like this? I mean, I see them on buses. Like, yeah. what are you doing? You have totally hurt yourself. Not so and practical. Not so practical, but yeah. you know, it's another whole other thing I'm watching here. It's a it's a battle of know. the of the image. Yeah, very much. We are very, we are yeah. defined by how we are seen. This is, I think, what a, a, a kind of a fundamental point you're making about the red and yellow shirts. Yeah, and the, you know, like. And I, and the other part that I haven't brought up is like, uh, yeah, there are a lot more money uh, than I ever noticed here. Uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe it's the import laws, or I don't know what. But there's like expensive things. Like the 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 biggest mall that got burned down. It was like one of the fanciest mall I ever seen. I walked in and I felt completely out of place. Like, why do you need this high? And thing that costs thousands, or you know, bad. Yeah. Like, just marble floor is just just insane. It's like it's like Rod- Rodeo, like in the middle of Bangkok. And Rodeo I'm like, Drive. Who buy these things? And then you see all these cars, and it's like not just like you know, a regular BMW is not fancy enough. It has to be some kind of M models or something. So an imported car is already twice as much. It, if not three times, and a special model at that, you know, it's like it's it's almost like you're dancing on other people's poverty, and then know? and being uh, Austin uh, obvious about it. Yeah, and it's all t- t- uh, tinted and everything. So, oh, you have this whole thing they call the high so, which is short for high society. Ah, that, you know, it's it's status. like oh, you're part of that. That's one thing, and. Um, and uh, another thing is uh, sort of related is the 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 desire to be light skin, and this is like it can be as funny, haha, as serious as you know, like they sell products to whiten the skin, and it's and the advertisement every freaking wear is like this ultra light, barely tight looking women. And they all associated with the high society and the oh. elitist, and the you know the whiter is the better. So all these poor people, not only that they're poor, they also don't look the part. Yeah, <laughs> so that's uh, there's an interesting parallel. Uh, maybe Mexico. Yeah, I heard the that more too. Indian, the more ethnic, indigenous you look, maybe yeah, not as high yeah. up, and uh, the it's, women actually bleach in the hair to be blondes. Oh yeah, not not here, but maybe it's some colored. But the color, uh, yeah, the, the hair is still okay. <laughs> okay. 
but <laughs> not that far yet. Yeah, not there yet. But but, the, but, but yeah. this whole struggle to define yourself by how you appear. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of appearances, and, uh, again, what, what did you find? A Western analysis of the troubles uh, versus Thai analysis of the troubles. <laughs> you flowed me an essay by a, a Thai man and you thought it was quite yeah. eloquent. Had better um, words that, than you could. Yeah. That was about how um, the Western media having to tell a story of the current event. They, they, I think I kind of touched on that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, last hour of how um, it's it 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 needed um, like a David and Goliath story. Yeah. Um, and and always reference sort of an idea back to to something that Western audience can understand. Right. A, when, a package. Yeah, it's packaged that way, and it's, it's in a way, you know, sort of shut down. Because really, I mean, the audience don't really have that much of an attention span. They just want to know. I mean, I, I get questions like that all the time. It's like, what's going on? And like, at times I spent an hour or two writing detailed <laughs> description of what uh, involved. And I get the response like, uh, okay, thanks. <laughs> and it's like... Really? Do you want to know? Or do you just just want to like? Well, I think you care. Here, this is just a guess, but I think people are kind of skeptical of our media. So oh, sure. you being a first-hand uh, uh, witness, maybe hey. But this, sure, but this still even. It, it's almost like a, a mentality where, like, oh, everybody said you can't trust the media, but yeah. that's the only thing you're getting fed from. So you have impression, whether or not you agree or disagree. You build impression yeah. by little things you hear and there, you know, like CNN, BBC, and all this. Like you know, you just start to form your own opinion. If the media start having a similar voice, then it becomes truth. Yeah. And you know, and all these Western media guys, like I mean, I I went and hung out at. Um, the foreign correspondent of Thailand here, right before all this happened, and they really want to know what's going on, and they they invited um, Thai um, uh, analysts, uh, political analysts, over to to brief them what is going on. And of course, on the Thai part, it's like he they were committal at saying what exactly was going on, and then all this foreign. Correspondents got super frustrated, nearly like scream on top of their lines, like just shut up and just tell us exactly what is going on already. So I know the vibe was like nobody's getting through. Um, uh, so they have to, they have to sort of gather their own uh, information from what they see, and sometimes, you know, it was fed to them. And I mean, I even read articles about as far as like the PR campaign concerned, the red did win on the PR and the government didn't do a good job enough on the PR, just on the point of PR, yeah. uh, managing Western media, yeah. um, which is like, I'm like, okay, damn, how much, how much are we going to spend on this? Like, but it's really gone that far. Thailand is about that. It's advertisement and commercial, and it's really sad. That's like it became public announcement. These things. Um, um, yeah, it's it's really in bed, and um, 
Yeah, I, I want to cite a, a very far-fetched example. Uh, I was involved in this uh, uh, UN documentary of something, and I, I went with the UN crew to a minister, um, 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 a minister of I, for, I forget. Oh, uh, a, like a, a state equivalent to the state uh, of not defense, but anyway. So we were State Department. To them, the, I'm sorry? State Department, like di- uh, d- diplomatic stuff. Yeah. Well, no, this is more like a, a, a administrative stuff. But um, we wanted to talk about uh, provincial issues. And, and in the room, it was a, 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 lead, um, a representative of business sector. He just yeah. went sitting there to make sure that whatever the UN was trying to do or say about the local development or conser- conservation, that the business have a voice too. And he was not... Oh, oh, this, 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 this government thing was in charge of like the development of a local region. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Right, right. So it's like, how, how does that work? I mean, how, he had an office nearby or something that if some meetings happening, he's just right there. Making sure that you know all the investor and factories, uh, all these things are represented. So um, I, I don't know. It's pretty messed up. <laughs> and the UN and, there is because what the, there was some like historical things or uh, betterment of uh, people, better. Uh, I don't know roads, school. What, what was it? An improvement project? The projects um, they were involved well, with. Well, the, um, the let's see, uh, the the part the thing that was involved with it was actually it was one of the last province that had uh, the most um, reserved um, green uh, space, which is not zoning for uh, factory development or such things. Oh well, you could see why he was involved because he probably didn't want things to get taken too far. <laughs> Right, he wants, yeah, to, yeah, he was just, he didn't, yeah, he was just there because he heard about, us. I, don't th- I don't think he's specifically from that region, he just kind of represents the overall uh, organization for investor or yeah, right. Because I know there's a lot of uh, lumber, in fact, this has been a problem, too much lumber. Well, well lumber, I think lumber problems now gone to Laos. Okay, where they just clear cut forests and stuff. It's just crazy. Yeah, we out of yeah. wood. We right. out. So probably it's next door now, and they are clear cutting like crazy, and and that's the other concern of the region. Yeah. Regional concern is like um, development is going too fast, and and in in Laos they are now <clears throat> building dam, a lot of dams because they want to be the next next country who produce a lot of uh, power. Yeah, and and this is um, in the context of 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 um, discussion about um, um, environmental ramification. Sure. Nobody's really discussing, um, and it's not only the country. It's when you're talking about damming a river, it affects everything else along the line. And of course, and then the biggest issue was a Chinese dam. Uh, that that they were building and trying to uh, um, hold the water down the Mekong River, which is passed through, I think, three, four other countries. 
Yeah, Vietnam, yeah. Vietnam, Cambodia. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's really like um it's it's all these problems are endless. I don't know where to begin. Like I no. came here and like it's like, oh crap. <laughs> Again, you know, Laos very poor country, they want to catch up. Oh, yeah, they just want to jump ahead. They don't want to catch up. And they said, and, and then they have, this happens with the climate discussions, too. They say, you people, when you were industrializing, you weren't so careful. Right. Now you want and us to be that. careful. Yeah. Yeah. And as the Chinese sort of argued about yeah, the U.S. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you hear it from India, too, and stuff, and, and probably in Laos, too. Hey, there might be some mm-hmm. environment problems, but we're a very poor country. We have to catch up. Yeah. 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 And uh, somehow I was just hoping that, like, all this electronic technology can just jump ahead to where um, people will learn how to conserve just because the the uh, evolution of the technology is, is started earlier somewhere else, but it's sped up to where, like, like for instance, I have a pretty good internet connection here, and it didn't take the same length of time it took to get here. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just just picked up the technology. Yeah, leapfrog. Uh, yeah, leapfrog. Okay. You don't have to right. go through these little beginning stages that the countries that right. actually develop this stuff, they can so take advantage. Can, yeah. Yeah. If there's an I've heard about this in Africa. Africa. Instead of landlines, they immediately went to the cell phones. They didn't have to wait for the landlines. Yeah. yeah. Things like that, yeah. So I was hoping that the trend of uh, conserving natural resources or green anything yeah. would also, you know, got the leapfrog thing going to... It is kind of trendy to, like, you know, be... Uh, there's trendy words for it, you know, conservancy and all that stuff. You mean green? It, yeah, being green and all uh, that. Look, it's, it's do you know scary. about this company, uh, British Petroleum, BP? Yeah. Their corporate My colors used to work for them. Well, their colors are green and yellow. Yeah. Sun color, tree color. Oh yeah, it's a similar to Yeah, yeah. Um, but do you know about this accident in the uh, Gulf of Mexico? Oh, yeah. I might have heard about it. <laughs> it's incredible. I don't know how many gallons every day. Uh yeah, it's I heard that the Russians used to just Bomb just bomb them. The bomb the opening. That's <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So the rocks and everything. Well, for three days they tried uh, burying it with mud, and that didn't work. Yeah. So now they're going to use robot subs to build a little house around it or something. Yeah, it would take what six months. I don't. They're going to try. <laughs> three months. Uh, but all the colors in your logo aren't going to help that public relation. But no, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Uh, and in fact, in the north, I know in Thai, there's ecotourism. You want to show people yeah. nature, right? That people working with elephants. And <laughs> well, that's what the province I went to. They were yeah. trying to fight for. Okay. Yeah. If there's any going to be tourism, let's just do it on the on the unique level, unique and local level. Yeah. And make the tourists like sort of do things in the traditional way and in fact yeah. you know a lot of tourists also kind of would like that of you course know? they they're tired of this fucking karaoke <laughs> bullshit everywhere 
and t-shirt that said I've been here yeah right you know <laughs> and 7-Eleven McDonald's right right I, I I could see I could see some value in that, you know, about uh, yeah. What's exotic about another McDonald's in a T-shirt? And <laughs> and the popular yeah. Uh, um, let's play some more music because I want to talk about. Uh, I didn't get to talk about the King yet. And what he said. Oh. <laughs> so yeah. some music first.
Light, low. 
Watch for Pedro show. Uh, we heard some stuff from Mitley there. Uh, Idol by Old Vine. Then uh, Semi Punk by Eliana. No, Elenia. Sorry. Elenia Yopa. <laughs> Elenia Yopa. Trippy Italian name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Satellite of Love, of, of course, is a Lou Reed song uh, covered by. Skin Machine, which is an Italian tribute band to the David Bowie Tin Machine project. Yeah. <laughs> kind of trippy. Not very, not just David Bowie, but specific to his Tin Machine years, and they're called Skin Machine. And, uh, yeah, I wanted to talk to you about stuff, but uh, I got to wait till the next hour because we're out of time here. Mm-hmm. Um, with this, uh, so uh, everybody, uh, hold on, please. It's been the second hour of May 30, 2010. Watt for Pedro show, hold tight for hour three. More of Miss Peak live from Bangkok. Out of spaceways incorporated, out of spaceways incorporated. We travel the spaceways from planet to planet. May 30, 2010, it's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show. With wisdom never told The touch of myth world splendor Then they'll take back The others who are not 
of earth's dimensions once the others who are ready melody harmonic rhythmic plane chromatic magic is eternal outward on pleasant spears nothing is yet everything is all all pleasant neverness the never neverland mythic worlds light me Ships of gold with wisdom never told. The touch of myth worlds splendor, then they'll take back the others who are not of Earth's dimensions. Once the others who are ready melody, melody. harmonic rhythmic plane chromatic magic is eternal outward on pleasant spears nothing Yet everything is all, all pleasant, neverness, the never, neverland, mythic worlds, lightning, darkness. Crops are rolling and the peaches are rotting. The oranges are piling. They're creosodons. They're flying you back to the Mexican border to pay all your money and wait back again. Goodbye to my one. Goodbye, Rosalita. Adios, mis amigos. Jesus y Maria. You won't have a name when you ride the big airplanes. All they will call you will be. His own father, he waded that river. They took all the money he made in his life. My brothers and sisters come work in the fruit trees. They rode the big trucks till they laid down and died. Some of us are illegal and some are not wanted. When contract is out, we've got to move on. It's six 
600 miles to the Mexican border. They chase us like outlaws, like rustlers, like thieves. Goodbye to my wife, goodbye Rosalita, adios mis amigos, Jesus y Maria. You won't have a name when you ride the big airplanes, all they will call you will be deportees. Playing called fire below Skatos Canyon Like a fireball of lightning It shook all our hills Who are these friends All scattered like dry leaves The radio says they are just deportees We died in your valleys And died in your deserts We died in your hills And we died on your plains We died beneath your trees And we died in your bushes Both sides of the river We died just the same Goodbye to my one Goodbye Rosalita Adios mis amigos Jesus y Maria You won't have a name When you ride the big airplanes All they will call you Will be Deportees the best way we could grow our big orchards is this the best way we could grow our good fruit to fall like the jollies that ride on the top soil and be called by no name except deportees
from Pedro Show. Uh, started the third hour off with some Sun Ra with Nothing Is, something live, I think, from Italy. Then we heard uh, Deportees, uh, Outer National, and uh, that's got uh, Mr. Tom Morello joining them. Uh, of course, uh, Deportees is a Woody Guthrie song. Do you know about this song? Bob Dylan covered it. Um, there was a plane crash and it was taking, I don't know, 20-something Latin guys back to Mexico. And uh, But in the newspaper article, the only guys who got their names listed was the, the security guard and the three pilots, uh, aircraft mm-hmm. crew. And the other guys were just called deportees. <laughs> they didn't have any names, you know. So uh, this got people thinking, you know, maybe, you know, just the status of people, no, no matter what side of the border they're on, of a land. And do you know about this law that got passed in Arizona? Yeah. Yeah, and I think uh-huh. this these guys uh, covering this song is kind of a reaction. In fact, the Lakers just beat the Suns, you know, in the playoffs. And the Suns mm. were be calling themselves Los Suns. <laughs> to tell you about, you know, maybe what they thought of that. It's kind yeah. of a polarizing issue. Here. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's easily. And, uh, you know, because like you guys have a problem what it is to be Thai. I think U.S. people have a weird thing. What is it to be? Yeah. Or who mm-hmm. owns, you know, the right to say who's who and this and that. And, yeah. A lot of times, though, uh, maybe I'm, I'm guessing here, but people are looking for easy answers and straw men and scapegoats <laughs> and. Which, which brings me to another point that I noticed that a lot of this uneasiness is also uh, uh, an influence of uh, overall internet culture. Like, every, you know, like I, what, we said, uh, the, connectedness. Leap, the leapfrog thing that, you know, like the internet is everywhere. And now yeah. for the first time, poor people are unhappy because they now know what they don't have. Ah. Or they can't have. So they mm-hmm. learn uh, what, envy? Um, or, you know, they call it inequality and uh, opportunity limitation by the status, you know, like elitist oppression. Yeah. You know? And they have no um, more uh, a bliss from ignorant <laughs> or something. <laughs> oh, I, I, I forgot the third song. The, the yeah. third song was uh, Iron Ska from uh, a cat from Taiwan. And he, uh, his song was called... Uh, Obscene core of Q dots. <laughs> Interesting. But you know, I wouldn't have known of Mr. Iron Scott without uh, internet. So, uh, yeah, you know, I can relate a little bit. Maybe I see things on internet that I would like. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of promotions and... I think... Yeah. Everybody's situation, you know, we, we were talking, we, well, we were interrupted earlier by a phone call. Mm-hmm. And it was Iggy-san. And, uh, yeah, he's got one of these Kindle books. And, wow, my 400,000 <laughs> books I can read. <laughs> you know, he, he was quite amazed. He, I'm doing a lot more reading. He, uh, look, Tokvi, you know about this man? He took a visit of the United States when we were a young country and wrote about it. Democracy in America, I think it was called. I read it was like, well, Igg's re- reading it right now. 
you know, on his Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you'll never see him again. <laughs> no, I'm gonna see him <laughs> next month. But I mean, he was—he was really. Uh, I could t- 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 feel the enthusiasm in his voice, like, "Well, there's some opportunity here," because a lot of times when I'd hear him discuss uh, like internet and stuff, very suspicious. People from the older generation, whoa, bunch of self-promoters, there's a bunch of lies, a bunch of, a lot of danger in that. Yeah, that yeah. was actually my second point of internet culture, is that um, yeah. the, 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 the trend of mistrust. Yeah. It's like, there's so much information, yeah. and they want to believe in something, yeah. and they know that there's something out there, but none of it is trustworthy. Yeah. You know, it's almost like, is it being controlled? So, that's, But maybe that's, that's healthy, thing. right, to be a little skeptical that way. Um, but this is this is have gotten uh, is too too broad. What what has happened is like um, it um, it later like the snowball effect uh, um, got into a de- delegitimization of uh, institutions. Wow. Uh, overall, it's from you from mean like journalism, media, the media, uh, jurisdiction, um, um, everything like. Um, the parliament, media, uh, judiciary, sorry, and yeah. police, the military, the government, and then onward to monarchy system itself. So none of it was trustworthy. Yeah, and that that was the fuel is being used in the in these speeches in the in these protest areas. It's like you know these are the very things that is keeping you down. Is all these establishments? Yeah. So and then then so there's no one left to be the the mediator on any of this. Yeah, that's why when you asked about the role of the king, that's like historically, yeah, he could have come out and said, "Look, you know, let's calm down, yeah. be peaceful, and then talk it out or whatever." Yeah. Then he'll be respected. But then everything is up for question. Like, right. Is I can go on about these things as you can tell, but like, do you see Buddhist monk in these protests? Yeah, right? in these images, you know, like. Nobody talked about it, but this guy started a religion. He started a Buddhist temple that is the largest in the freaking world. And it's built right here. It's toxins funded. Um, it can house a million people at a time. Wow. And, and even the Buddhist leader came out and sort of under their breath and said, this is not the same Buddhism that we have had. Um, not so austere. <laughs> it's uh, and and aside from that, it makes me like the first thing I think of like, what hasn't this guy tried? Um, as far as like, he he tried to be a Bill Gates successfully yeah. with his tele telecommunication um, company, and he tried to do a Scientologist, and he's doing it successfully. He's basically like, adapting all kinds of successful. Um, American stories and use whatever he can and turn this country into his benefit, you know, and including and yeah. a big Buddhist temple. Yeah, and all these monks are like protesting, I'm like what? The f-? <laughs> because you know why? Because the Burmese said president on on their own struggle. Oh, the because image image the, of, of yeah, monks the monks really helped. Yeah, right, yeah. right. So it was it's a working image. So, Actually, you know, <laughs> it goes back to Vietnam too, because during the sixties, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, with a very powerful, with the, the man who lit himself on fire, 
Exactly. That was a very so powerful image. Yeah. So there was come something like that. Um, it's it's endless. <laughs> But, but uh, this know. battle for the the mind with using images. Very much. Um, yeah. um, all the, it's almost to me all the known known things, but it doesn't seem to be very critically debated. It's always on the surface. It's, it's almost like that's also a Thai thing. You just, like you start talking about the symptoms, but not the causes. You know, because you have a habit of. Of being polite and not dictated. Sure, sure. Okay, but let's say inside, like your own family. Are yeah. There... <laughs> so, <man>. No, <laughs> there's divisions, right, on this oh, issue. Oh, yeah, and I just found out. I mean, I'm pretty strong-hated about political issues since I was young, and none of my family were. And I was the only one who was running out there and trying to, like, you know, something's wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But that was years ago, and now, like, everybody's kind of taken color. <laughs> now, yeah, everyone has a position. And I'm like, no, why? <laughs> Tell me why. And then they, like, start spilling all this jargon and rhetoric, and I'm like, come on, really? <laughs> that seemingly it's worth of a cause, you know? Yeah. Like, democracy sounds good, you know? Yeah. That's what I'm fighting for, and it's very shallow. And that's been like this for at least 15 years that I know of, because like, yeah, it's it's a very immediate gratification culture, and even signing on to a motto and slogans and be a part. That the big thing about Thai is is not maybe uh, unlike other countries. I think is like they everyone wants to be a part of something. Yeah. So that's why mob mentality is so easily. Uh, can be built, and that's why on the other side of things, the, the the nationalism mentality is kind of counted for, kind of there was being counted, counted um, on, and, um, counting on, yeah, yeah, counted on, like you know, like at the end of the day, I hope we'll all be we ties, that, yeah. that we all be ties and don't kill each other, and, yeah. you know. Stuff like I think that. that's okay thing. As long as it yeah. doesn't get too crazy. Your mom, yeah. though, you said, kind of went through some changes. She started out as one side and kind of... <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, through, through, like, a little struggle and understand, like, argument and set, when the dust settle, there's no... There's no... Uh, worst case scenario wasn't really the, the case. So, you know... Um, this I'm talking. I guess you refer to something personal. <laughs> yeah, your ma. You told me your ma had some kind of views, and then they kind of evolved. Whereas your aunt stayed hardcore. Oh no, no, I don't know. I, I haven't talked to my aunt. Like I'm supposed to, but my yeah, my mom came up by yesterday. She was fine. Um, but no, I found out. This is when it was first starting, and it wasn't violent yet. Yeah, but no, my mom is not involved. In, that stuff. No, but she had some views, and she kind of she kind of changed her views. You told me. At first, she was against them very much, and then she kind of softened up. Same thing with your couch surfers, right? At first, she was. Whoa! Yeah, who are that, these people? Yeah. yeah, but but like yesterday, there was a Mexican guy uh, uh, hanging around here, and they started talking about tacos, and she was like all over it because yeah, she see? missed tacos. <laughs> <laughs> 
and everybody is like, you know, can be united through food. That's the other moral of the story. Well, chow, chow <laughs> will bring people together. That's right. <laughs> okay, let's play some more music. Play that French song for me. I will.
Watt from Pedro Show. Uh, we started off a uh, last chunk of music for this edition with uh, something from his peak called Jamie Bare by uh, Kenny Arcana. Arcana? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, you said she's a. Argentinian. Argentinian descent, uh, French. Right, right. And uh, how'd you how'd you find this music? A friend. From a friend, okay. Uh, and then we heard uh, Sherman T from Pole Anchor. It's from Memorial Day. Larry and his son have have a band, and that was for their mm -hmm. father. And we heard Together Alone by T V Smith. Do you remember the adverts? Adverts, <laughs> Adverts was a punk band from the 70s in England. And the singer was T.V. Smith. And uh, that's something uh, he's done recently. Yeah, I got to meet him and, and his uh, wife. His wife was the bass player, uh, Gay. Gay Advert, mm. her name was. She's a social worker now. And then uh, we heard <laughs> Truck by DMF. This is a new version. No. <laughs> and then Fakers by Digital Waste. But Both have Johnny who came to my gig last night, I was telling us peak here, uh, very excited to do a new version of Truck. <laughs> and uh, he's got a, a, another project with a, a young man named Goat called uh, Digital Waste. And uh, he's saying, you know, it's different, you know. Uh, he was uh, describing what, uh, had different beats, different machines, and uh, I told him it's okay. You know, I think music's music, and uh, I'm not so much into the genre stuff. I don't care. You know, it's yeah. all rhythms and uh, melody or uh, uh, spiel, uh, emotion, these uh, feelings, these kind of things. And all that genre stuff is just uh, kind of, I don't know, for marketing, maybe? Yeah. Doesn't mean a right. hill, hill of beans in my book. So music is yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. That song I, I asked you to play is um, I I don't know because like I don't know French. <laughs> but you're trying but, to learn. Um, I'm trying to learn it. Because you're going to uh, go to Paris, right? Huh? You're going to Paris. I hope so, or, or in the area Strasbourg. Strasbourg. Ah, um, oh, I just played there last month. That's near Germany. It yeah, it's in the yes. Alsace. That this place uh, part of France called Alsace. It's right oh. by the border of Germany. The Rhine River is right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A beautiful yeah, cathedral in the mi middle of town. The, the middle of the town is a, actually a little island. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's like Mexico City? Island. It's a virtual... There's there's water around it. Yeah. It's Tiny little thing. It's kind of a medieval town. Strasbourg is famous for... Um, the parliament for the EU is there. Oh, it's, uh, it's supposed to be an old... Euro capital or something? Yeah, EU. Uh, European Union. That's where yeah. uh, all the business and stuff uh, is in Brussels and stuff, but I think the parliament is yeah. in, in Strasbourg. I believe so. Okay. I have not studied. But uh, if you go to that town, that's uh, uh, there's a lot of architecture. It's a big German influence. It's kind of a blend of German Yeah, and like French. the name of the town. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, yeah. Right, right. Uh so my impression but no my friend Guillaume he you know we were talking about music that sort of signifies certain 
important part of yeah. you know people's life, and yeah. that was his. And then he he flew it to me, and it's uh, I don't know, it it just touched me because uh, because I don't understand the lyrics, but I know that the contents of it is a very a political in nature, and it's a certain movement, you know, that I was I. I just really enjoyed it. And Hopefully not the uh, racist skinhead one. <laughs> I don't know. Let me learn French for a few more months and I'll get back nah, to nah, you. Nah. And then retract it on your the show. Poli- the political <laughs> movement. I apologize. <laughs> no, it's also a woman rapper, which is, uh, I think, I, I saw some videos and she's pretty fierce. Actually, uh, the French language works really good with rap, I think. I don't know, but this one did, yeah. No, I, my opinion, my opinion. When I hear French people rapping, it, it goes yeah. good. It goes good. It's weird, though. It's still weird to me with their sounding. It is, but it's, it, I, you know, I, I'm not understanding either, no parlez-vous, but the sounds, it <laughs> seems to go with that kind of style. No problem. Maybe the third thing, it sounds angry. <laughs> you have a lot of throat. <laughs> Maybe German <laughs> rapping. I've heard German yeah. rapping. Yeah, I know that. Interesting. Would that work too? <laughs> they always sound angry without rapping. Already. Italiano uh, rapping, you know, every vowel uh, word ends with a vowel, so <laughs> maybe but, very easy. But you understand Italian, right? <laughs> Not very well. Not very well. But I would be uh, thinking uh, to write lyrics. All your words end with vowels, easy rhyming. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, some some forms of rap seems the rhyme is very important. Yeah. I was reading this thing on uh, Rakim. Rakim was one of the first rappers to actually start rhyming in the middle of lines instead of the last words of each line. Mm. More sophisticated, embedded rhymes. <laughs> Which is pretty tricky. Yeah. Pretty tricky, yeah. Much respect to him. Like his first couple albums, uh, Eric B. and Rakim, uh, Follow the Leader, and uh, Paid in Full was the first one I heard. And uh, yeah, those were pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. I don't know what Rakim's doing nowadays, but it's like, how far can you go? That stuff, it's to to outdo yourself. It's pretty uh, skillful. Kind of. You know, the first time I heard that style, it was kind of like square dancing. And they taught us square dancing in grade school. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see that. <laughs> but the guy would call out the dance moves, you know, with like mm-hmm. kind of like rapping. Tell you how to dance and all this. And then, uh, yeah, Last Poets. You know about this band? I've played some on the show here. They were in the late 60s in New York City. No. They've got a very interesting song about money. The dollar bill, the symbols on the dollar bill. i got to turn you on to that. It's called E Pluribus Unum. Yeah, the sticker on your boat. Yeah. Or a book or something. Stick. Sticker? Yeah. There was a pyramid with the eye. Oh, yeah. Is that it? Yeah, they they talk about those things on it in... uh, Actually, the only music was just uh, one guy on a conga, mm. and then them, their voice, voices, 
Interesting, they actually made an album for Casablanca, which was known for Kiss and Donna Summer. And uh, uh, one side of the album was this opera called Beyond Der. Beyond Der. And it was about, uh, yeah, some mean people wanted to build a robot to go up and kill God. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't work. <laughs> but it's most because uh, uh, you think of Casablanca Records very Hindonistic and then The Last Poets very militant a weird kind of uh, arrangement I think Bernard Purdy did the drums and they had a full band on that one It's I think it's called the, the Garden of Unearthly Delights or something I can't remember the, the name of the album no that's XTC <laughs> What, they have an album like that? Uh, well, you could look it up on the internet, but uh, be skeptical of what you find out. Sorry, no earthly delight. Yeah, one side has got uh, some small songs, but the other side is this three-part opera that's pretty intense. Uh, the other side, there's a song against uh, birth control pill. There's a song about uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the U.S. couldn't win against uh, Ho Chi Minh. Uh -huh. I was thinking one, one song no. I think the first song yeah. of the album is It's a Trip <laughs> it's just about you know how trippy life is it's a trip <laughs> that's the chorus of the song it's a trip <laughs> it's a trip <laughs> interesting band uh, Last Poets pop group uh, covered that song about the money who mm -hmm. by the way I heard got back together oh but uh, not yet, because I think the drummer's playing with uh, Public Image, maybe, or something. But soon they will. This, this, that band, the pop group, had big influence on Minuteman. Uh -huh. Yeah. Su super big influence. Uh, I found out they were just teenagers when they were in that band. I, I met the singer, Mark Stewart. Mm -hmm. I've had a couple when? big talks with him. Recently? Yeah. Last time was about a year and a half ago. I was in Berlin with him. Spent the whole afternoon with him. Into the evening. Many beers. But the first time was in uh, maybe three, four years ago in Huesca, Spain. Northern uh, part of Catalonia, actually. And yeah, very tall man. All we, no, but I don't know if you've ever had this where you only known a music by its music. And you never met the people. Wait, you never seen what they look like? Right, and then, well, I've seen pictures, but I didn't really notice that yeah. this man was very tall. Yeah. And uh, also his personality, he was a very funny guy. And some of the pop <laughs> group music is so serious, you know? And uh, he's seriously funny. <laughs> <laughs> he's quite a guy. His name Mark Stewart. For a long time, he had a band called Mafia. But now, uh, I guess he's going to get his old band back together. I mean, I think they broke up in 1980. It was a long time ago, 30 years ago. Uh, but uh, to meet him was incredible. I, I, all, I, I had like 10 million questions for him. I was so foaming <laughs> up so much. You didn't do a radio show with him? No, I didn't do a radio show. But I, I, I kind of did conduct an interview with him. <laughs> mm. He was kind of tripping out on it. But it, they were just so influential on us and here's the guy you know one of the guys in the band you know 
It was like, wow. I just kept thinking, what would D. Boone ask him? What would D. Boone ask him? You know? And I think I was foaming so hard. I know at one point he actually asked me, hey, have you ever had a girlfriend? That's it? <laughs> ever? No, because he was probably, you know, tripping out on how intense I was on him. You know. I was the the fanboy. The fanboy. Oh. <laughs> you kicked out on him. <laughs> a little bit. That's yeah, it was you. it was a trip. It was a trip. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> well, you know. Put me in front of Brad. All I, like I said, all I knew was just his music, Here's his music, you know. And then here's yeah, like if you were with Getty Lee or something, maybe you would be foaming. <laughs> Die. <laughs> huh? You would be foaming it up. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody told me the drummer lives in Southern California, the Rush drummer. Yeah, he's married. Yeah, he's married to a photographer. Ah. Oh. So I heard him. Yeah, in who lives there? So is a guitar player too, right, Alex? He lives in Southern California too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because so. they're a what? A Montreal band or? Um. Auto- no. What, what the hell is that? Ottawa. Ottawa, yeah. Okay, that's Ontario. Toronto. Oh, Toronto, the big town. Okay. Toronto. Toronto. Oh, I'm failing. Oh, I'm failing. No, but Toronto... uh, Toronto belongs to the province of Ontario, so maybe that's what you think. Ah, yes, you're right. (laughs) I thought I met one of them in Montreal, though. I was on tour with Primus, and I think I met the guitar man. Yeah. Alex, right? Yeah. In, it was yeah. in Montreal, I, I think. Maybe it was in Toronto. Yeah, maybe it yeah. was Toronto. God, my it memory is that, terrible. Yeah, every time I, you know, the, back to the music that signifies an important part of life, like every time I feel so distraught in life, I just turn on Rush and I just roll with it. I'm like, ah, everything's, everything's happy. Fine. Yeah, okay. Yes. <laughs> I have to go through the epic album. All of them. Really? <laughs> there isn't just one key happy song? No. It's not like that. The band is... The whole, there's a whole story. You have to go through an entire album. The whole 2112 opera? That's right. <laughs> Pharaoh the King. Very sensitive for sure. <laughs> Fly by Spirit night. Spirit of radio? Yes. <laughs> well, that's only a song. That's only it's a song. Uh-huh. <laughs> too small a context. <laughs> Did they ever play Thailand? I know they've played all over the world. I wonder if they have played they have Thailand. A, they have a song called uh, La- Not Night and uh, Last Train to Shoot. Last. Train to Bangkok or something? Last Train yeah. to I think it's on twenty one twelve. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. actually I went I went I saw that tour when I was younger. My uh, best friend uh, Tony <laughs> Flat. Friend that dragged you. In. Yeah, yeah, the pool cleaner friend, Tony, old, yes. great friend, and uh, he loves Rush. Yes. And then the second time I saw him was with you, maybe last year yes. or year before. Two years ago, I fell asleep. No <laughs> yes, <laughs> embarrassing. But you were like, you were 
on your way out of country too, like the next morning. Oh, Japan. that's right. That's right. You just came from a gig or some weird. That's right. Rehearsal, I think, or something. Practice. Actors rehearse. Twist sport. <laughs> Okay, real quick, because we're almost out of time. Uh, what do you think the future holds now? After the, the, all this violence has calmed down and people are cleaning up? It's up to me now. I'm going no, to just tell your, the people of Thailand yeah. what's good for them, <laughs> which is like, they have to recognize their... It's, a, it's the same struggle I go through in my life. Like I run around trying to fit in uh, you know, whatever when I moved to the U.S. And I came around to the recognition that there are certain attributes that are unique to the country that they need to really look into it and, and they have to look into the inequality and really use that, you know, um, nation's uh, unity um, theme and really, really believe it and, and help each other instead of telling, you know, who has the answer. You know, and really make a, a which definitely edu more education towards what democracy really is, um, not not you know mob rules. Yeah. And really, you know, have a better understanding of of who's funding what and for what purpose. You know. There's going to be new elections. Going to be well, you know, they turned they turned down the offer. Uh, uh, the last offer of uh, this year, November. So oh, so November's not, not happening. Oh, no, no. So it's, uh, his term is supposed to end in 2012. Uh, okay, we'll see. Because the because the Reds are really like vow to take everything underground, and that's why there's a hunt for Tuxin right now and try to charge him with terrorism and stuff. Right, it's a very heavy charge that carries a death penalty, but. You know, a lot of people want him, you know, disappeared. So, um... He's I, in England, yeah, right? I, no, he's, uh... He's a new citizen of Montenegro. So oh, that's there. right. Yeah, Montenegro, which is the yeah. former Yugoslavia. Yeah, former <laughs> Yugoslavia. It's like, I don't know how that works. But he keeps getting employed by different countries, want to hire him for... Business stuff. Yeah, Montenegro is a new country. Money. It's like uh, uh, near Albania and uh, Serbia. Right. <coughs> yeah. Right there. So they're trying to get him to, you know, get turned over and ask the Interpol, International Police, <laughs> sure. to help, but no, charges are not strong enough. I don't know. It's it's very passive too. Like the Thais are not very aggressive as laying down the law. Like why the reasons to really, you know, go after him because they they haven't done anything solid. Of course, you know, if you were to perpetrate some kind of, you know, almost illegal revolution, then you would <laughs> leave trails of things that you can get charged with. Yeah. And, you know, he's smart enough to have got himself above the law a long time ago, so he's not going to get. Sure. And you know, if if he does get, if he was taken, uh, disappeared, there still would yeah. be problems that have to be fixed. Oh yeah, that yeah, yeah that's, that's he's just kind of um, what's the word like uh, make problems worse worse. 
uh, of the existing trend, which he helped also he helped set up the trend. He's you know uh, his policy his policy when he was a there's plenty of things that happened during his administration. Some people believe that that was like the best progress that Thai had ever seen, but um, some people argue that it's because he let in too much foreign investment that the country actually started losing um, a, a national ownership, you know, yeah. um, um, which is a really important issue because uh, the Thai is it's really hard to become Thai citizen for some reason. Like foreigner, you know, even they married a Thai, they have to still do visa run every six months, which means that they have to leave the country and yeah, the dance. get visa. The dance. Yeah, and they can never own land, things like that, you know. Um, so uh, the, the thing that people don't really discuss is like the economic model that he was he was doing and he was making a lot of money out of it too uh, for, for his corporation and companies. Um, uh, anyways, yeah, uh, <laughs> the problem is there's just so many... Do you, are you hopeful? Bottom line. Uh, well, sure. That's because I don't. Yeah, um, it depends on my mood. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, thank I, you so much I for like talking with me. So. Okay. And I want to wish you good luck on your voyages to U.S., <laughs> Europe, and you return to Thailand in September. Uh, September. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we'll talk to you again from there to see what ha- has happened. And please find some interesting music for me. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> okay. It's been May 30th, 2010, Watt for Pedro Show. Thank you, Miss Pig, for being aboard. You're welcome. Everybody, keep your powder dry.